What's happening, listeners? It's your girl. Oh, that's Michi. Michi, 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 Michi. What's happening to those that are new listening to my podcast? Thank you very much for being tuned in and tuned up. And for my returners, y'all know what it is. What's happening, y'all? I love y'all. And I hope everybody's having a blessed day. I am so excited to introduce this lovely episode to y'all. Our episode today is What's Our Lesson? Meech, I'm new to this. What is that episode about? Well, let me dig you deeper into what this episode is about. If you don't know about What's Our Lesson episode, our episode for this case is me educating you guys and also you guys educate me. Give me something new that I need to learn. But also, I have a lot of information that I would like to give to you guys, such as knowing your rights, knowing your laws, or fun facts, or black history, all sorts of great lessons to learn. So, are y'all ready for our lesson? Let's get to it. Let me give y'all a background skit that draw me into wanting to teach y'all this lesson because this was way thrown off of what I wanted to teach y'all in the beginning. But this right here is very interesting and it's very important for all of us, especially our black communities, to know what this is about. So today at my lovely alma mater at Kentucky State University, this whole Halloween week, we have different themes of attire to wear. And today was 2000 vibes, you know, 2000s. So I check in my closet because, you know, 2000s vibes, you know, big baggy clothes or left eye, you know, got the little slash underneath the left eye. So I happened to peep this one huge baggy jersey that I bought from 7th Street Flea Market that has ABC on it and it matches with my red Adidas. If y'all want to check out this outfit, it's going to be on the page on what's happening. But anyway, it was just that it was the vibe. It was 2000 vibes. So I had to slip it on and something encouraged me like, hey, maybe I'm going to catch somebody's eye that's going to ask me what ABC stand for. And recently on campus earlier today, there was a lot of people asked me, what is ABC? Hmm, what does the ABC stand for on my jersey? Well, here's the lesson for y'all. Atlanta Black Crackers. Yep. Yep, I said it. I'll say it once and I will say it again. ABC stands for Atlanta Black Crackers on my jersey. So what is Atlanta Black Crackers? ABC was a professional Negro League baseball team that was founded in Atlanta, Georgia from 1919 to 1939. Again, like I said, the Atlanta Black Crackers was founded on 1919, but let me give you a background story between them because they weren't even first began named Atlanta Black Crackers. In fact, they were called the Atlanta Cubs, a semi-professional team of black college students. During their season, they played independently. And during their games, they had a large crowd of different mixed races. And a majority of them were white Southerners. And so the fans that was in the stands were already calling them names, such as the Atlanta Black Crackers. So then they said, man, (laughs) all right, they want to call us that name? (laughs) We're Atlanta Black Crackers. While the fans was throwing blows and jokes though, the Atlanta Black Crackers was really named after the Atlanta Crackers, which was a white minor league in Atlanta, Georgia. 
both leagues had the same season at the same time going on. So let me tell you the difference between the atmosphere of both leagues. So again, like I said, the crowds for the ABC Atlanta Black Crackers, they were mixed races. But when it came down to ATL Crackers, it had to be segregated at the Ponce de Leon Park in Atlanta, Georgia. So it was that if the ATL Crackers played on the field, the ABC, again, the Atlanta Black Crackers, were forced to play at either Morehouse College or Morris Brown College at that time. And again, let's not forget that this team started their league in the early mid 20th century so around this time jim crow law was still strong still going on so they were already struggling on their first year of this baseball league with jim crow laws so it was kind of hard to even have fans to be around for them also a place to even practice and play games at because <laughs> they didn't have to say so they had to say so so it was pretty much a hard first year for the abc but then the year after in 1920 was when Negro Southern League was formed. And that's when the ABC has stepped up to the plate and became members by paying a $200 franchise fee. Atlanta Black Crackers has struggled with their start of the season with a record of 39 to 37, but worked up again around 1921. But unfortunately around 1921, again, this whole Negro Southern League has been struggling with bookings and having teams come meet each other because again this is in the middle like early mid 20th century where Jim Crow laws were still going on so it was a whole battle between that and also wanting to continue a baseball league for black Americans out here. So unfortunately, at the end of 1921 league, again, the ABC Atlanta Black Crackers, they have dropped because of the struggles between there and also the record that they weren't looking for. But then four years later on 1925, they appeared again because college players lost their eligibility for playing for money. So again, there are a lot of players. Again, at this time, is a whole lot of poverty. It's a whole lot of um, wars going on, race wars, and a lot of jobs that, you know, a majority of black communities and Hispanic communities are fighting for because it's a whole lot of, um, it's a whole lot of privileges out there. So the fact that these players are playing for money. Gambling was pretty big back then as well because it was a quick way of, I got it, coming home with $200 in my pocket. It was a real quick money making game, which, you know, pretty much was hurtful for a lot of our communities and still is today as well. But again, around 1925, there was many players that had to appear back because of them gambling, <laughs> by playing baseball. During the years of the Negro Southern League, there was a whole lot of financial instability. A lot of players, again, are college students. So it was like, it was a battle with financial needs, also trying to stay eligible, and also just playing, just playing in general. So the Atlanta Black Crackers, again, they dropped for a while when I say a while for years until 1938 when they were invited to play in the year old Negro American League finishing in first place for the second half of the season. 
So the year after, in 1939, due to financial problems, the club moved to Indianapolis and still played as the ABC's Atlanta Blackcrackers before returning to the barnstorming. So the league was tired of traveling all the time to play teams because, again, like I said, they were struggling to try to have their own field down in the Southern and, again, Jim Crow stuff going on. So now they're trying to find a place to settle. So they've been trying to move to different areas, more of North or more in Midwest region, but it was a lot of complications going on. Now, the league wanted to move to Cleveland, but one of the founders of the team, they pretty much refused that. So then they tried Louisville Black Caps. If y'all know what Louisville Black Caps is, Louisville Black Caps is also another black league baseball team in Louisville, Kentucky. But anyway, they have turned down that because they did not want to share their stadium. So they were pretty much struggling trying to request and ask different northern and midwestern leagues like hey even though we're playing against each other uh could we move up here with y'all and possibly share the stadium together here's the sad part in conclusion in 1939 at the end of the year due to so many controversies trying to find umpires scheduling the games and also trying to still find a stadium and field to call them theirs to settle in unfortunately abc slash atlanta black crackers had to end their season because of low attendance of fans we know the fans make businesses go round and round and round in the leagues, but unfortunately for Atlanta Black Crackers, they were lost. They were gone. But in the aftermath, there was a lot of the players from ABC that ended up having offerings to play for other teams and became real big in the leagues. Also, I'm talking about years later, years, 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 years later, in 1989, one of the players from ABC, Chico Renfro, he threw a celebration reunion called Living Legends of Baseball, which was a big reunion full of Southern ball players from Atlanta to Memphis and from Birmingham, Alabama, that took place in Atlanta. Yes, sir, and that was our lesson on Atlanta Black Crackers ABC, and I hope y'all learned something very interesting in this episode. If y'all want to know more into full detail about the timeline of this league, please do some research. Check it out. It's really interesting in knowing some other teams out there that may be from your state, your city. You never know. I've also done some research myself with this lovely baseball league. So I'm also going to post the links that I have checked on for myself because there's a lot of interesting pictures and records and things that maybe I would like to check out as well. Again, like I said, I got the jersey from 7th Street Flea Market located in Louisville, Kentucky. And again, it's very rare to try to find one of the original jerseys of Atlanta Black Crackers. But I'm pretty sure if you go look and thrift shop, I love thrift shopping. But it is an 80... <laughs> I'm not good with percentages. I would say there's about a good 70 to 80% chance that you might end up running into 
not just you know atlanta black crackers jersey but maybe a different negro league jersey you'll be surprised how many there are hidden out here in so many different flea markets and goodwills so check it out this is history here you guys before closing out i gotta give two promotions to two black owned businesses out here First black-owned business promotion I would like to shout out is Snapped by Drea. Again, this is an independent makeup artist slash certified lash tech. And she is definitely amazing. She is located around Louisville and Frankfurt area in Kentucky. She is dope with the brush. Ladies, gents, if y'all would like to get your face did or get your lashes popping, please check her out because she is great and amazing. In the next black owned business promotion, I would like to shout out Chef Damo. First of all, man, I love seafood to death, and this guy got it going on with the dish. Like, I'm telling you guys, I need you to check out this personal chef here. Again, he does catering and so much more in delivery. So, sound of salmon bites or shrimp pasta or lemon pepper wings and cheesy potatoes and crab legs, etc. Keep going with this. If y'all like the sound of that, or the sound of even getting your makeup prepped up and done, please check out at W-H-A-T-Z-H-A-T-T-N at What's Happening. I will have their business pages up so you can check them out. All right, y'all. That was it for our episode. What's our lesson? Thank you again for staying tuned up. Make sure y'all stay in tune on, again, our Instagram page at W-H-A-T-Z-H-A-T-T-N. And I will be keeping you posted soon for our next few surprise episode of this Halloween week. And again, it's your girl. Oh, that's Michi. And I'm out.